Tyler Six Foot Turkey Dennering. I'm Connery Dotson, Dotson. See, nobody cares, Hanson. I'm Nicole Clever Girl. And right. And this is The Franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Also a podcast that we started. Oh, wait, no, never mind. This is going to work at all. <laughs> Hold on to your butts because we're covering Jurassic Park. <laughs> Yay. I was trying to do the whole whether we could never stop to think if we should. But I'm like, this is way too tongue tied. Tie. This podcast was 65 million years in the making. Yeah, there, there we go. Boo. There we go. You saved it. Boo -boo. My other uh, nickname was Tyler. One big pile of shit dinnering, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Uh, what about, what about we wanted something that was real, something that we could see and touch. <laughs> but you can't because we're not your real friends. We're just your podcast audio people. Ooh. That's it's like, these are my friends I'm listening to. Actually, we are your friends because we're the franchise. We're the franchise. Okay, anyways. You shattered a lot of dreams there. <laughs> Here we are. We're doing a new franchise after the Star Wars prequels. We're doing Jurassic Park. Do you think dinosaurs are on Earth while the Jedi were fighting? <laughs> I mean, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but how long ago? <laughs> what do you think, Nicole? Thoughts? I feel like Star Wars was not 65 million years ago. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't, that just feels too long ago. Because they're, they're like humanoids, you know? But, yeah. but it's, they're in a galaxy far, far away. But, but like, there's humans. <laughs> they're not humans. <laughs> they're Tatooineans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nicole, they, they don't speak English. They speak Galactic Basic. It's different, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, like, I don't know what kind of creature, yeah, Obi-Wan is or... <laughs> are they human is it ever defined i don't yeah, know they are human yeah. uh yeah they're human so uh, i'm gonna say that yeah uh jurassic park uh or the creatures i think it's really in the cretaceous period but we don't have to get into that we know that jurassic park is just the best name for it yeah, yeah. it's well, mostly branding it's just branding but yeah i feel like uh Dinosaurs came first, and then God created dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt that one. I'm going to get. All that matters is women inherit the earth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Connery Coleman Trebor. He looks like a, a dinosaur. You remember our good pal Coleman Trebor from Attack of the Clones? I do. He's the one with the dinosaur face. So how could I forget him? Yeah, um, Lama Sue and <laughs> John Hammond should get together and make it. Okay, let's let's move on. For the best, I yeah. would hope you got it out of your system by now. No, Tiger Clones <laughs> is always on my mind. Well, as you can tell, as you know, since I already said it, and talking about dinosaurs, we're covering Jurassic Park. But before we talk about the movie, we have to do our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> Thank you, Connery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ruled. Yeah. <laughs> Just anything new that we have been watching, reading, listening to, any new media or old media that's Ooh. new to us. Connery, what's new with you? <laughs> it doesn't have to be media. Any new life events oh, to, okay. uh, to, to set up a softball pitch to Connery? <laughs> I have permission to tell this next story, then good. So I'll, I'll do my new media first. I've been catching up on Barry season three which uh, it's a show I really enjoy. And it's nice. this season's really scaring the show. shit out of me. Love that show. So good. This new season is just like scaring me to hell though. Like he's so freaky. Like 
at first like oh he's redeemable and i'm like oh my god this is he's so scary this season so far i'm like jesus i forget that like the premise of that show is that he's like a hitman right yeah he because wants to be everyone an actor. just everyone just always talks about how funny the show is and like oh no ho hank and henry winkler they're all so good no, yeah and his name is honk not hank oh <laughs> no it's nope. really it's really hank but you have to say it honk honk gotcha. <laughs> but ah, uh, and then what's his name i'm so oh my god who's the guy who plays bill Harry? Hader. bill Hader. thank you <laughs> but bill Hader's terrifying in this season like i would even argue he doesn't have any funny lines at all this season he's just delusional and scary his girlfriend's sad too and i'm like i'm like oh my god this is just so intense right now i feel like i'm watching breaking bad again <laughs> so it's like a darker season compared to the first two or what i would argue it's much darker than the first two like it it has some funny bits like noho honk is very still very <laughs> funny and on his a game and uh a few other people are good like barry's former handler he's still really funny and like just so egotistical and stupid and but Barry, him, I would say Barry and like his girlfriend are like the core people that are still that have just gotten really scary or weird, in which I'm like, I like it. it it's a like really intense heel turn. That's cool. That's cool that you like it. <laughs> I thought about that sentence before I said it. Um, no, it's nice, like in like a third season or just like another season of a show that they try to change things up and not just keep it the exact same. You want to keep a core audience and just make the show like similar throughout, but it can pay off a lot more when they change it dramatically. I agree. Yeah. And so it's just been really interesting seeing his character go through like we've seen him be hopeful and we've seen him like kind of like do like the crash in season two. And this is like his lowest point i would argue so far of just being like de completely dead inside and i'm just like desperately trying to earn forgiveness for somebody who shouldn't forgive him and uh yeah and forgiveness he probably doesn't deserve so it's going to be very interesting going forward cool that's barry on hbo max <laughs> yep. that's all i got to say as a show i still need to see uh everyone tells me i need to watch it including you two nicole have you watched the new season Wait, there's a new season? Or are you yes. catching up on the existing? I, I, I'm on the season three. There's like three or four episodes out right now of it. That just came out? Where have yeah. I been? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, oh my God, I didn't know. Okay. Um, no, I love the first two seasons. And then I kind of just, I thought that it was done um, for a long time. So awesome. Okay, I got to watch that. Back with a vengeance. Okay, I'll put that on my list. Yeah. And then uh, I'll tell this uh, this horror story from uh, my former former and impending guest of the franchise, Will Klein of the Mortal Kombat fame. Yeah, the, one of the combat clients. Yeah, one of the combat clients. That's good. One of the combat clients. He's getting married to his lovely fiance Faith, and who we need to have on the show as well because she's wonderful and charming. But anyway, so we were having this big raucous bachelor party, and we were having a really fun time, and then. After our last night of drinking, right before about to go home, I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel like there's like this big lump in the back of my throat. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell's going on? And because I, I feel like I'm like semi choking. And I'm like, this is really, really weird. And I go into the bathroom and my uvula is like the size of like a small shriveled like grape. And it's like hanging all the way down the back of my throat. That's it some is, Osmosis Jones shit right there. Legitly, it was horrifying. <laughs> And so I start freaking out. Or Cronenberg, like, I guess. One of those two. Osmosis Jones or Cronenberg. <laughs> Osmosis Jones is a Cronenberg movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. 
but <laughs> I start freaking out. I wake up the guys. It's around like 3 a.m. And I'm like, what like, guys, something's wrong. We need to go to the hospital. Something's horribly wrong. <laughs> Which I mean, it was. I was totally freaking out. And then Chris, uh, Chris, also of former franchise fame. Is a, is a PA, which is kind of a doctor. He went to med school and all that, so he at least knows his shit. Yeah. He, uh, I he thought you were going to say production assistant. No, no, <laughs> Why no. Why would no. he know? A, a medical PA. <laughs> he knows the quickest way around Hollywood. Yeah, so we immediately were just shooting around downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> no, he's, he's much more medical in that sense. So I did think it's funny. They're both called PAs, though. I'm like, you're just a PA, Chris. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did he save your life or what? He didn't save my life per se because I he was like, Can you breathe? Like you can I'm like, yes, I can breathe, but I just like I can when I talk, I had to keep on like swallowing my own uvula every time. It was so weird and that, gross. What? Creepy. I was you know the sensation out. of swallowing your own uvula? It's horrible. <laughs> no, I don't. I hope I never experienced it. Yeah, pray you don't. It's super weird. So oh, what did you, what, did yeah, you what happened? What's the resolution here? Is Anyways, it, I'm dead so now. <laughs> Brought to you by Coffin Plop. <laughs> Bury me naked. Anyway, so Chris is like, "Are can you not breathe?" I'm like, "No, I can breathe. I can just like, even when I talk, I can feel like like slipping off like the back of my tongue. It's so gross." And he was like, "All right, let's just wait till the morning, or like if you feel worse, wake us up again. But like, just elevate your head. Let's wait till the morning and see what goes on." Woke up in the morning. It was down a little bit more, but it was still there. So I had to eat breakfast and like, I could still like, when I talk, I just feel like going like plop against the back of my tongue. I feel like Bleh. it was so gross. And then uh, tune, tune into now that it's gone down all the way. It's completely normal again. Did you go to a doctor? <laughs> it, it, it went down. Like it literally just stopped uh, swelling and all that. I think, it, I think what ended up happening, not to put the blame on Will, but I don't smoke at all. And I was in the back of their car and Will was smoking nonstop the entire trip. And I, so I was like breathing in smoke the entire trip, something I never do. So I'm thinking maybe that's what got it like inflamed or something. Or someone had mono or. None or of like mono. one of your shots of alcohol had like a little scorpion in it. And then it <laughs> stung the back of my face. I, that's where, that's what I thought happened but i guess no not. no no it was just like <laughs> i said it was very bizarre i feel 100 percent okay now everything's fine but glad you're better that's yeah, me too it was pretty demented I... but let's stop talking about my bodily dysfunction <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's move on from that one <laughs> I, I have a bodily you have a body horror story yeah oh, great. yeah oh, great. Well. <laughs> tyler what's new with you uh what's new with me so i've decided for this franchise i am going to uh excavate Ooh. and uh what's what's the word <laughs> what's the word that archaeologists use uh dig up paleontologists <laughs> i'm gonna dig up some old bones of the 90s oh. i'm gonna cover uh dinosaur 90s media oh you're gonna because, watch we're back uh maybe that movie is kind of horrifying oh it's great come on but uh yeah i'm gonna cover i'm gonna i'm gonna watch some old 90s dinosaur content which uh, had a big boom after Jurassic Park came out, and I'm going to get to the bottom of why. Just kidding. Ooh. I think it's pretty obvious. But I did watch uh, the, the uh, TV sitcom Dinosaurs. Oh, good. 
Has anyone, have either of you seen this? That. Did you watch that, Nicole? I don't remember. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't think I introduced you properly, but you've been on here before. But Nicole's my sister. I have a big fan <laughs> base for that Santa Claus episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> good movie, good episode, good guest. True. Um, so yeah, I had never seen it. I'd only seen like commercials for it and the the baby dinosaur always like kind of freaked me out as a kid. I'm like, I don't yeah. like this. Um, and uh, yeah, I decided to check it out. And... It's not quite what I expected. It's it's from like the Henson Company. Like they did oh, the good. puppet work and everything. So the puppet work is like really good. But the actual show, I don't know. It's like doing this thing where it's like, I think it's a little ahead of its time. I mean, obviously it's like, it's very tongue in cheek sitcom in that they're dinosaur people, puppets <laughs> instead of real human beings. But uh, it's, it's hard to like, like it splits hairs between like being really funny and also trying to be like a parody of old sitcoms. So there's a lot of like old school um, gender, like nuclear family things where it's just like, oh, they're dinosaurs. So it's way back in the past. So it's like women don't work and everything. And like this uh, wasn't really necessary for the 90s. You know, what? yeah, there's a Why? lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> Anything with a dinosaur sitcom. Why? Why? Right, right. I think the whole I think the writer's room from watching a few episodes of this, it's it's I think they had to come up with an episode of like, this is the first time this thing ever happened. This is the first time this thing ever happened. So it's like the mom and wife and I don't know. It's basically, it's basically what she is in the show because she's, she's the dinosaur housewife. Yeah, she is the dinosaur housewife. She gets a job as a uh, radio host because oh. there's a show called I'm Listening. And oh, uh, yes. and the Good. guy, I think it's, it's something about listening. And then the guy uh, on the show, she calls into him and she's like, you know, I think you should actually answer people's problems and stuff instead of just listening. He's like, no, nope, that's all I do. I'm listening. That's all I do. So then she becomes like the first TV show host that like actually talks to people on the radio and stuff. Because oh, why? it's a show about dinosaurs. Yeah, I know they have TVs <laughs> and like I don't get it. <laughs> What's the dinosaur part of the show? That they're the dinosaurs. Way, <laughs> she's voiced by Jessica Walter from uh oh, awesome. development and okay. so many other things. She's that's amazing. Cool. So hey, this show gave her four four seasons of work at least. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every single thing's like that with like mixed results. Um, that episode was kind of just okay. And it's just like, there's like way too much like that the husband gets like really upset that she's like uh, embarrassing him at work because she has a job and is on a show. I'm like, what is this? Like, why is did they... What, what's his job? Is he a construction worker? Yeah. He... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was hoping he came home in a white uh, button-down shirt and a tie. <laughs> He wears too many flannels. No, no way. He does wear a lot of flannels. Um, and then, so that was a pretty mixed result. But uh, yeah, not a great, not a great episode. Uh, but then another one I watched is called A New Leaf, and it's where dinosaurs discover weed for the first time. Oh, <laughs> because uh, the studio or like Disney or whoever, because it, this screened on or this showed on uh, ABC Family or not ABC Family, but ABC. Um, there was a big trend in the '90s to do, you know, drug PSA episodes. Mm -hmm don't do drugs kids um so it comments on that while showing still showing like it's like hey here's all the fun positive effects of of smoking <laughs> weed and everything like the son discovers it and then like after getting in an argument with his dad and then he's like hey dad try the magic leaf or whatever and they get high and they're just like having a lot of fun and it's like it's like oh we're just dancing in the in the living room and stuff and like yeah i'm just really relaxed but then it gets to the point where <laughs> the dad loses his job because 
Uh, not because everyone's mad at him, but because he shows the weed to everybody at work, including his boss, who's like really uptight. Um, and so like the whole company, the whole company gets shut down because no one's doing work anymore. <laughs> and just like all the kids quit school and just like everyone's just like high all the time. And they're like, oh, I feel really bad at like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It was mostly it was pretty funny, especially by the end of that episode. Um, they're just like, all right, that's a wrap or whatever. And then it's just like the uh, the teenage dino son is talking to the camera or whatever. It's just like. We're talking about the epidemic of drug PSAs on sitcom TV shows. Like it gets really meta. <laughs> That's funny. So That's good. that episode was pretty good and goofy. It was a good time. And then I watched the uh, to wrap it up. I watched the last episode, which uh, <laughs> um, the company that the dad works for is like a wax fruit company. I don't really understand like the joke, but the dinosaurs um, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay. then they're like, oh, like we pull, we need to like they the factory ended up killing off these like beetles that the beetles don't go to like the swamp anymore to to uh to uh reproduce so therefore all the poppies grow out of hand so it's like a whole ecological message oh and then the dad for some reason is given the responsibility of saving the whole world he's like oh we gotta just we gotta like kill these certain pop we gotta kill the poppies but then his like recipe he makes just kills all the plants oh my god <laughs> and then causes a, an ice age somehow so the uh, the whole show after four seasons just ends with them sitting together with blankets like covering around them and jackets and it's like everything's gonna be okay and then it like cuts to outside the house and like a slow like pull out and just everything's covered in snow so they're just waiting for death that's all i knew about this show is that like it just ends with an ice age and they're all gonna die they're, uh they're so they're i'm like all right <laughs> I'm still, I'm still amazed that they're dinosaurs in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and they're like wearing blankets. Yeah, it's, it's really, I don't know. It's like not creative enough. And (laughs) some episodes seem to be really good. And other ones are just like, okay, like, why, how is this on here? Like, (laughs) like how did this become a show? Yeah, like the the weed episode. I'm like, oh, this is like actually really funny. I'll check out a couple different episodes of this. And then the other ones where I'm like, mm, I kind of, by the end of my whole experience, I kind of wish the show was never made. <laughs> but uh, if you want to watch I'm, it, it's on Disney Plus. I'm glad you skipped around, basically. It sounds like you did a better idea than my whole experience of 30, 30 Seconds to Mars of just like watching every episode of that. 30, you mean 30 Rock? 30, third Rock from the Sun, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, Third Rock from the Sun. Not every song by Jared Leto's band. Yeah. yeah, I watched a listen to every <laughs> song by Jared Leto's band, and now I'm oh. deeply changed. I was a little surprised because as a uh, past and impending guest, Jose Ibarra has said, wow, Connor, you listen to music now? <laughs> yeah, the most brutal thing he's ever said to me. Because you were listening to something in the way because it's in a Batman movie. Yeah, and he was like, or are you listening to this because it's in a Batman movie? I'm like, listen to it because it's in a Batman movie. He's like, yep. <laughs> But you did listen to 30 Seconds to Mars because it was in Morbius, right? Dr. Michael Morbius dances to it. I have yet to go see Morbius yet. No one's inviting me to go to the movies. I don't think anyone's inviting anybody to go see Morbius. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to go see it at some point. Well, the doctor wasn't in. Um, <laughs> have you seen it? No. <laughs> okay, anyways, my other, my body horror story is that I was in the, I was in the uh, mountains in the forest the past couple days. With Lily and uh, past and petty guest Pat Wynell, and uh, we were staying at this cabin, and 
Pat has like a Super 8 camera that we wanted to do to, to mess around with and some like old, real old films. It's like, hey, let's shoot a goofy, weird movie and just come up with it as we go. So we did that and you get the film developed. But uh, I got a little too uh, into it, I guess. And <laughs> as I was like, I was like, oh, let me go back up and like get this shot or whatever. I just like lost my step because we were just out in like the, the, the uh, on a, tr- not even a trail, just like near the cabin somewhere and i didn't expect the dirt to be so soft and i like went down and i was like was walking down too fast and just like i like my i lost my footing and like my i'm like as i was falling down i was like i feel like i sprained my ankle or something like this is bad and then i had i was holding the camera and then i had another camera on my side but i was managed to like flip over and then i just like slid down and then i was like oh i'm still sliding i'm still going down so i just I fell for like a lot, quite a while, and I wish no. I wish he was able to record it. And I just like I just crashed and like landed, and I'm just like I just need to sit here for a while. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, I think I'm okay. But then like, yeah, so my ankle that was two days ago. My ankle feels pretty much normal now, but oh, that's good. some some bugs try started landing on me. I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like he's dying we can the vultures it. circling <laughs> yeah but that was like the most i've messed myself up in a while <laughs> <laughs> way to go how, <laughs> how are the cameras <laughs> oh yeah they're totally fine because i flipped right. over but uh and i just like skidded down the hill on my back <laughs> 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 so that's what's new with me what about you nicole wow um i guess i have a strange body story too. Um, (laughs) So I just wrapped up my uh, first ever recreational kickball league for adults. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One and only we'll say not going to do that again, but I tried it. Oh, really? (laughs) You get hurt. I can't handle the pressure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you said everybody on that, or some of the people on the team are like way too intense about about kickball. Kickball. Um, yeah, but like, so this was the last game and uh, there weren't that many people on our team. Like everyone else just kind of flaked out on the last game. So I had to play a lot, <laughs> but I was getting pretty good at my kicks yeah. um, because I had like so much game time or gameplay time or whatever during that game. Um, so I, I kicked the ball after the pitcher, you know, pitches it. Yeah. Bowled it. I don't know what the term is, but it does look like bowling. I kicked it and it was a good kick. No one caught it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to run. And then I I make it to first base and then I see like, oh man, they still don't have it. So I'm going to keep running. But at this point I get really nervous just because people are watching and like the the game's on the line. (laughs) And then I just kind of like trip a little bit on my on the toe of my shoe and then I just start tumbling forward but I'm still on my feet I'm still running but (laughs) I can imagine imagine all of this happening by the way the whole way from first to second base I'm like trying not to fall on my face (laughs) and it looks like at some point that my legs are moving but like they're bending backwards what (laughs) like so my husband Nate's on the team too and he's just sitting in the dugout just like mouth agape like what (laughs) she looks like she's running backwards and her legs are gonna fall off she's anamorphing it felt like I had noodles of her legs they just like Uh, you know when you like lose control of your legs and you're just like flopping around so yeah that (laughs) happened um so I make it to second and I'm safe 
but then like eventually I have to run to third and then I'm sitting, standing there and the base coach is like go when I tell you I'm like oh okay okay and then, <laughs> and then he says go 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 I'm like are you sure ah! and then I run and I almost do the noodle legs thing again home. <laughs> I was like this is not sports are not for me I can't do this like there's there's no stakes and I just still can't handle it. I get too nervous. So yeah, I, my, my injury was also due to being nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, I like never direct things. And it was just like me and my friend Pat. I'm like, why do I care? Like, and I was just like dr- trying to get down there too fast and just roll down the hill instead. <laughs> yeah. Post, it looked like a good costume for Pat on the bright side. I'm like, is this the story about an undertaker? What's this about? <laughs> oh yeah. I'll send you another picture. Yeah. Let's see your movie. Yeah, we'll see if it, like, I mean, I definitely want to put it out at some point, um, but yeah, uh, maybe but Nicole, by the time this you, episode did comes you score out. That, did you score the big run in the end? That's what I'm I did. Say. I scored. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but we ended up tying, so I guess it's better than losing. So it was all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was, I was like shaken up after. I'm like, oh my God, I almost fell like six times. Yeah, like I'm done. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, survived and uh went home and played some Jurassic World Evolution 2. So that's what I've been doing lately. Good segue. Um it's like the you know Sue Tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. That. Sorry, go ahead. It's pretty fun. Um but then you look at the clock and you're like I just spent four hours of my life doing <laughs> what? Like sending the ranger to go medicate the T Rex. <laughs> Yeah, it just becomes a bunch of tasks. You have to like refill the food. I'm like, wait, this is just chores. I'm like, we talked about this before, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like managing, which Mm -hmm. you know. So anyway, while Jeff Goldblum narrates to you what you're doing, also utility of what you're trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, why are you spending your time doing this? You could be reading a book, learning, contributing to the world. Did you not watch the movies? Dinosaurs can't be controlled. <laughs> I remember in the, the first one, at least, there was like Bryce Dallas Howard voices it, and then there's like the Chris Pratt character, but it's not Chris Pratt's yeah, voice, and it's very yeah, obviously yeah. not him. Yeah, they couldn't get the rights or whatever. <laughs> He's like, I can't be part of this. You didn't want to. Too good for this. Yeah. He's good enough to voice Garfield. Oh. And, and Mario. And Mario. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Mm. Oh. I was just going to say earlier, sorry, I was like cutting off uh, about uh, how it's basically just like we talked about it before, where it's just basically Zoo Tycoon, where in Zoo Tycoon, or Roller Coaster Tycoon, like we used to play those games a lot, and like yeah. The Sims, just any of those kind of like chore games. I know. You just spend way too much time in Roller Coaster Tycoon, like cleaning up barf with the janitor. <laughs> all I did <laughs> and like that's basically this game too in a different way yeah like, I don't think anyone barbs but it's just like more like all right just managerial tasks and it's like soothing but it's also just like I didn't even accomplish anything I'm still in the red <laughs> what the heck I know <laughs> really um it leaves you with some some questions about your life afterwards but it's also like a good way to check out and just look at dinosaurs I like to drive around in the little ranger jeep yeah the pictures of the dinosaur. You can, yeah. That was like, that was like the best part to me. I'm just taking pictures of my little plesiodon. It's great. It's like Pokemon Snap. Yes. From bodily injuries to dinosaur media, both of those things happen in Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> Good segue. Thanks. <laughs> hey, speaking of bodily injuries and dinosaur parks, 
Let's talk about the movie. Uh, welcome to Jurassic Park. Weedy wee. Uh, what I need, we need to talk about our personal histories with this franchise before we get started about this, this movie, mm. this one. So, Connor, how about you go first? Well, I am a young child. I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. I knew all of their names. I knew all of their species titles. I had flashcards of dinosaurs. So by the time it rolled around that I was old enough to understand what was going on, I was watching Jurassic Park. It's another one of those movies I watched with my dad, and I loved it so much. I, that theme so brings a tear to my eye, watching this movie with like the Brachiosaurus and even like the scene with the Triceratops. I still find that really nice as well, even though it's dying. <laughs> With like Lord Dern and uh, oh. what's his name, putting like their ears to him, watch feeling it like breathe. I was like, that's just so. Doctor Grant, it's a beautiful. Yeah, I was just rewatching it and I got a little emotional watching it. And, like it's yeah. like it still feels so powerful. Even like yeah. you know, the CGI is like it's not up to date stuff, but like it just feels so magical and powerful. And I had that same wonder a couple times watching it, just being like, wow, that is just it's just so cool. <laughs> To be honest, it's the the first one was the only one I saw for a really, really, really long time. I just never felt the urge to watch the other ones. Yeah, I mean, that's something we'll get into as we go through this franchise, too, is that just none of them can really compare to the first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'd love for them, too. But, like, even the second one's directed by Spielberg, but it's mm-hmm. just definitely a different feel, and it just yeah. uh, can't quite get there. It doesn't have the magic. Yeah. True. Right. Like even in that scene with the Triceratops, uh, Dr. Sadler and Dr. Uh, Grant, why am I chasing everyone's names? I've seen this movie so many times. Um, they're both so excited, especially like right before that. Everyone's like, especially Jeff Goldblum's just like, I don't see any dinosaur. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. And then like they show up to the Triceratops and they're just like absolutely amazed. Yeah. It has the wonder and the magic and the curiosity and it plays off of their emotions as researchers and this is what they've been studying their whole life can you imagine if you can meet that for the first time mm-hmm. but, I, I, and i think i might have a theory as to why the other ones don't stack it was maybe because like the spell is broken of that feeling of being like wow they did it anything is possible and then then the whole movie happens you're like wow this place is was a bad idea and then we keep going back to the bad idea <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the spell is broken where you're like these are dangerous and yeah. they're gonna kill us they're not just like, oh, I can try Yeah. Yeah. I need to come back to that later, too, because it's like even like the, the uh, commodification of Jurassic Park in the movie just becomes like actualized in, 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 in our world, like the real yes. world. Where it's so, just like, buy all the merchandise. And it's just like, yeah, I will, because it's really cool. But I'm that's, wearing the merch right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's a blockbuster that's commenting on capitalism that also sells all the things, mm-hmm. you know? There was. Tyler, when you posted that Jeff Goldblum um, statue in the chat, I kind of did some digging in there and I found they have like a Velociraptor claw bottle opener. And I was like, Ooh, this is so tempting to buy. Right now. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so close to hitting like buy. As long as it's not what, $600 or. No, it was, like it was only $20. That's why I was like, yeah. this is tempting. You could open doors with it too. Yeah. I, would like I could slit a chubby child's t- stomach open. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Have a little respect. <laughs> yeah, respect. I'll just, I'll say my personal history real quick. Uh, I don't know. I think my, the first job I ever wanted to have when I was a kid was a mailman. 
But then after that phase, uh, I wanted to be a paleontologist. I just really oh, I was like okay. obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid. Like, uh, I just I can't remember the first time I watched this. I think Nicole. I mean, I'm sure you. I'm probably you got me into it, or Jeff and Brianna got us into it, yeah. or my Uncle, because that was like. I think it was at grandma's house on VHS. I'm sure. Yeah. I was three when this movie came out. Exactly. Right. So like I was it born. Took us, it took us a long time to get there. Cause I think the first time I watched it, I don't know, I was probably eight or nine or something. And it was way too scary. I couldn't get through it. Yeah. So I watched it a lot of times until like, I actually loved it and enjoyed you, it. You prepared yourself to get through it. Got over the scary parts. Cause it's like the, Oh, the the kitchen scene where the yeah. kids are running away from the velociraptors is terrifying when you're a kid. So, yeah, no, it was probably at grandma's on VHS. Like we're all sitting in the living room, sitting on the floor or whatever with the the giant tube TV. Yeah, <laughs> and then we pop the VHS in that fast rewind machine. Oh yeah, yeah, because you couldn't rewind in your VCR because it would use up. <laughs> too much of the machinery i don't know huh? <laughs> like there was a separate machine for rewinding your vhs for your draft. i remember that yeah that was a thing yeah i remember yeah just with this franchise as a whole it's like the one i got really stoked for was jurassic park 3 just because i was eight then and i was just like oh there's gonna be a new dinosaur spinosaurus egypticus and i just got like really into it <laughs> in that time oh. And I like, was this so mad so cool. when everyone was on Team Spinosaurus. I was like, where's your loyalty? It's the T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Spinosaurus. I thought it was cool. It, it is cool. It can swim, but we'll talk about that more when we get to Jurassic Park 3. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was kind of like, that was the culmination of my excitement for the franchise. And people seem to not like Jurassic Park 3 nearly as much, but... Nope. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was like... <laughs> the age for me and I guess I just watched this so many times as a kid and played the Sega Genesis game because Jeff and Brianna had that as well nice. is that the one so. you can play as a raptor after you beat the game I think so yeah nice Nicole what's your personal history with Jurassic Park in any way that's different than mine um I was just trying to think about like when it because it's my favorite movie of all time but like when did it become my favorite movie of all time yeah like, right probably around maybe like 16 or something I started watching it more frequently I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it I can quote, probably quote most of the movie but um it's just like a quintessential movie for me because it's adventure and action and wonder and magic and family and friendship and science <laughs> and awesome music and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is my he's my crush of all time. So I don't know. It's just like the the perfect mix of movie for me. So I just always always loved it. Um, and I don't know if we saw the second one in theaters or not, but I remember I really loved that one too, just because it was exciting. There's so much action, um, like with the the RV almost falling off the cliff scene and I remember going to Universal Studios and taking the tour and they're like that's the parking garage yeah Where, <laughs> like well <laughs> so that was super cool but well, not just uh, like the parking garage that you park at but like they filmed that on the side of a parking garage yeah, there. Sure. yeah. that's what I mean 
No, I didn't know if Connery like, knew or not. This is the parking garage. <laughs> no, this Next is to the garage. parking garage. <laughs> yeah. So, and oh, I loved the ride at Universal Studios, even though it was pretty lame. Um, <laughs> was it lame? I enjoyed yeah, it. You just kind of like boat cruise through, and then it takes a turn, and then you, the T Rex al- almost tries to eat you, and you go down the big drop. I've been on it since it's a rebranding into Jurassic World, the ride. Oh. No, I haven't been there. Oh, I have. It's like more violent at points. <laughs> um, there's like a bunch of blood smeared on the wall and stuff. Like oh. And then there's like more screens because there's the Mosasaurus like underwater, you know, and it's like a big screen. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of just like all the old. Um... Why would Chris Pratt yeah. make that? Hmm. Why would Chris Pratt make the ride like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I think also I I really identified with Lex because I I think I just look like her, um, so I have this really uh, clear memory of going out to eat at the mall. There was a restaurant we went to, and the hostess asked me, and I was like eleven at this point, so that was like two thousand one, mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I might have been even younger. So I was tall. Anyway, I probably looked like Lex looked in the movie. Yeah. But it was like almost nine years later. And so I had my hair kind of like what it looks now. It's like in a, like a frizzy ponytail. And I was probably wearing like a purple hat. And she's like, are you Lex from Jurassic Park? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The league of made my life. So <laughs> just because <laughs> I thought she was cool. So I'll never forget. Um, but no, I'm sorry, I'm not Lex from Jurassic Park. She is cool. She's a hacker. No, the boy's a hacker. He says, <laughs> I prefer the term hacker. Oh, Lex is. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was him. <laughs> no, she goes in, into like the really convoluted uh, file management system that <laughs> Nedry set up. It just like takes up all the processing power to like look at some 3D models instead of just <laughs> clicking on a file folder. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I guess like in in a way, because I mean, I was the young, I, I was and still am the the younger brother. But it's like I didn't really look like him, but it's just like, oh yeah, it's a family movie. Like it's just easy to associate if you have one sibling, you know. It's just yeah. like here's like a nuclear family, but at the same time, they're not because it's not, not even their kids and uh, they're trauma Dr. bonded. Yeah, Doctor Grant has to like learn how to just interact with kids, um, which <laughs> I really I- like that whole that whole like super stuff. sweet too. yeah baby smell very smell <laughs> that was one of my things like, I, I really wish there's that moment lord during looks at him with like the two kids like sleeping on his shoulder at the end i really wanted to turn to her and just go like pu like they stink <laughs> or something like real just like a little jab like they stink and her just like a little last thing like these stink but you know that maybe that was in something they're like nope no one's gonna remember that but i remembered and i really wanted something like that to happen <laughs> I will say the the Jurassic Park uh, ride. I I don't know. I think it is good, <laughs> especially when the T Rex comes out at the end. Didn't it scare our, our dad yeah. and his sunglasses fell off? Oh, I love it. I don't remember, but that's great. But I also just love the music so much. Yeah, agreed. That's why I think also it just sticks with people. Yeah, yeah, especially like it's like these. Oh, go ahead, Connery. I was say it's a. I just said it's a masterpiece. Like it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, just like having just covered the prequel, <laughs> Star Wars prequels that John Williams also did the scores for. Um, you can and have and also watching a movie that I've seen like dozens of times, like Jurassic Park, 
Uh, you can see like some of the like less recognized music in this. Uh, it's it sounds, I don't know, just that mid to late '90s sound of John Williams. It just like feels <laughs> so iconic, and yes. it mixes more into um, in, into like the the prequels. Kind of like when you watch uh, <laughs> Gladiator, which is scored by Hans Zimmer, and then you watch Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. It's like almost the same song, <laughs> but it's like both of these songs are really good. Yeah, but you this just... is now we are free in reverse. <laughs> I mean, we even played uh, the Jurassic Park theme at our wedding when it was oh, yeah. like the grand entrance. That was, like, that was always my dream. So it was so super sweet. fun. <laughs> Truly like everything about this movie, like the oh, things God. I didn't really uh, like pick up on or just know as much about when I was younger. And I, I guess I just haven't seen this movie in a few years just because I'm like, oh yeah, that's just like a great movie. Like, I, And just recently, maybe, I don't know. I've just been rewatching more and more movies that are really good. Cause it's like, why yeah. haven't I been doing that? Why Why do I always, I don't know, especially during the like quarantine and everything. I just watched a lot of crappy movies I hadn't seen before just to like see new stuff. But I'm like, oh no, there's like, it's obviously comforting, but it's just like really like reinvigorating to just watch a movie that you've seen so many times and still say like, oh, this movie is so good. It's so still. good. Yeah. Uh, our parents and I watched it together this week and it was fun. Like we all still love it. Um, I was going to say, oh, one thing I've been doing with movies that I loved as a kid and like have been rewatching mm -hmm. is putting on the subtitles because there's so much plot that I didn't catch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and Raiders of the Lost Ark was like, what? That guy's French? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Belloc? Yeah. Um, there's for that that we're gonna go down a tangent here, but like Marion is Dr. Jones or Indiana Jones's uh, mentor's daughter. Yeah. No, right. I have no idea. Uh, but I turned on the the subtitles for Jurassic Park to see if there is new things. Pretty much all I learned that uh, Gennaro's first name is Donald. <laughs> and uh, I had my Spanish incorrect for a very long time when they're in the dig and they pull up the amber with mm -hmm. the mosquito. I always thought it was que lindo es, but it's que lindo eres. And you don't hear the eres. So I had the incorrect is there. So. Well, I didn't even know about like the the lysine contingency oh, really? or whatever. It's like I never even picked <laughs> that up ever, and just like oh, I'm just paying more attention now. Is yeah, you gloss over so many things when you're younger watching a movie, and then you're like, wait, this is what it's about. What? <laughs> also, that's not that interesting to like a kid. <laughs> no, and what's lysine? Amino acid. Wow. <laughs> but that's. I really... huh? Oh, go ahead, Tyler. Oh no, that's just what's so good about this movie is that it can like speak to so many different, it's truly a four quadrant film as they say mm -hmm. in Hollywood filmmaking in terms of uh, the box office, just it just hits every single category of like kids, parents, like grandparents, like basically just everybody gets something out of this movie. Yeah. Know? So it's just like really entertaining. You don't have to pay attention to any of that stuff, but if you want to, it's there. Yeah. It's not too deep. Um, and just so many different complex relationships for a blockbuster that's mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like Hammond is is obviously like not a good guy, but he means well. Like he's just he's basically like a capitalist rich he's, millionaire he's guy. Eccentric billionaire. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite moments that I totally forgot about was the fact that 
after the park is like going to shit, he just says like, well, next time we'll get it right. And Laura Dern's like, next time? He's like, oh yeah, you know, we'll be more careful next time. It'll be all right. She's like, people are dying. <laughs> like there is no next time. You never had control. That's the illusion. Uh, <laughs> what I thought was really good about Hammond's character too is, or just, I guess the writing, <laughs> but um, that like when he gets into it with Nedry, um, like, <laughs> saying like i don't blame people for their mistakes but i ask that they pay for them like, oh that's good foreshadowing there's so much good foreshadowing in this movie the more you watch it the more you get it so yeah he's a complex there's a lot of um uh, complexity to his character that after a couple watches you really get into you're just yeah, eating like, ice cream <laughs> I, that, I love that scene it's like i, I want to just dude. eat a bunch of ice cream and he's just like like it was getting warm or whatever i forget what he says but yeah <laughs> just eating a bunch of tubs of ice cream and just like oh no it's not because i'm cream. having a mental breakdown it's because uh it was a frozen bro the freezer bro <laughs> and i just love that it's like that is that the one with the, with the piano playing the jurassic park theme you just see like the yeah. gift shops empty oh, it's like so in the giant yeah. restaurants like eating the ice cream by himself like this is so good yeah <laughs> but like what could have been it's so heartbreaking at the same yeah. time yeah it's what like his capitalist dream, become? like dead, and he's just like eating <laughs> the carcass of it. It's so good. I want a lunchbox. <laughs> Put it on a lunchbox. My dream vehicle actually is one of those Jurassic Park Jeeps. Mm, there was one in when I when I in Long Beach that I saw all the time that was literally just a Jurassic Park Jeep. It wasn't oh, yeah. was a colorful one though, or or was it? I think it was more like beigey than like the than like the green and yellow. Yeah, I think so. I, I remember seeing that like it's like coming onto the on ramp and the uh, on the four hundred five <laughs> or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it just always gets on the same entrance, or whatever. When you're in school, yeah, um, you see it parked all the time. Yeah. But you can only ever play the Jurassic Park songs when oh, you're yeah. in that yeah. car. <laughs> anyway, I'm not good at singing notes, but. <laughs> Well, you caught the song. <laughs> I got it. I knew exactly which one you were talking about. Whenever I see a Jurassic Park uh, Jeep in the wild, I will send Nicole a picture. Like, yeah, basically, every time. You're so cool. One day, uh, I'll get an electric one. And like, what product placement? Also, I was thinking about with those Ford Explorers on the yeah. electric track. Like, those were cool and new when '92 when they were filming it. I mean, they still do look cool. Yeah, it's like it's something that's aged well too. Yeah. It's, it's they don't look too dorky. Um, <laughs> they look pretty dorky to me, but I like them. I oh, like them. Yeah, but I mean, they're not like PT Cruisers or something. You know, like it could be way worse, <laughs> I guess. They're pretty average. I like that, even though like they have things on rails or when they're doing like the tour of the facility, like behind the scenes, consistently all the time, like Grant and like, Laura Dern and Ian Malcolm all like get up and they just choose like no we're going in there like no we're getting out of the car yeah we're not doing this ride thing yeah can't... it's like no we're like are you kidding me we're not doing like the tourist experience we're gonna get in the shit of this like why would you try to stop us and then like i think the the raptor handler the security guys like that's why we put locks on the doors <laughs> i told you we need to put locks <laughs> on the doors muldoon yeah muldoon yeah. the warden even when uh even when Hammond's like, I really hate that man about uh Jeff Goldblum. Uh-huh. It's yeah. just like, yeah, I mean, I kind of would too, because he's just like Jeff Goldblum's just being really annoying. He's just like, I don't see any dinosaurs, like clicking on the camera or whatever. <sighs> yeah, breathing on it. But he's really funny. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, 
he's snarky as all hell. I, if he's I so- was like, I'd just be like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's such a joy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this stuff in this movie that I just like, it's always been there. And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but I just never really processed it. Just like the production design of like the cafeteria with the dinosaur bones in the, in the pillars and everything. I'm just yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when the Velociraptors show up. Mm-hmm. and that's really good but then just like everyone's outfits and like everyone has one outfit in this movie and they're all like impeccable like they're all like the most just outdoorsy shorts and like button up with like a little ascot and stuff like, <laughs> it's so great. cute well it's except very iconic for, except for ian malcolm who uh is wearing a leather jacket yeah because he's a cool mathematician <laughs> yeah he's yeah and then he just is wearing all black whatever yeah there's a there's a my favorite line or i guess my new favorite line he says in this movie is when i think ham is like oh the the park's just broken down is all and he says something on the lines like at disneyland when pirates of the caribbean breaks down the pirates don't try to eat the guests (laughs) (laughs) it's like that's great so good i think yeah there's just i mean this screenplay is that's just the dialogue that they give everybody is so good but even like the themes aren't too overbearing which could easily be something for a movie like this if you just beat over your head like there's the scene where um right after he shows them the actual uh lab and everything with bd wong and all that mm-hmm. um they go to like eat dinner or they have like sea bass or whatever yeah oh, no it's after they show the velociraptors i guess the last yeah. after it is yeah they drop the thing in and they're eating the the fish or whatever and it's there's in no that room with like the six projectors just constantly yeah. clicking and i'm like this would be so overbearing just to like be in a room like this and <laughs> while he's pitching the whole thing too and everyone's just like no actually this sucks <laughs> like actually <laughs> i yeah. like grant's main concern comes along when he's breeding he's breeding velociraptors not when he's like he's like we have you have a t-rex like we have a t-rex like you have a t-rex oh my god and he's like oh you're doing velociraptors i don't know about that <laughs> oh yikes overdid it hammond I would have let you keep the giant carnivore, but the little one's too far. By the way, here's a line from earlier. Kids are expensive and noisy and they smell. <laughs> yeah, that's all I was referencing. And Lord is like, they don't smell. Some smell. Baby smell. <laughs> but yeah, this just really, just the look of it and um, not just like the cinematography, which is, I think, really amazing. Like Dean Cundy, this is the last movie that Dean Cundy did uh, for Spielberg before he worked with like strictly uh Janusz Kaminski is has been his DP like ever since Schindler's List I think hmm. had the same DP like forever wow. uh, Dean Cundy shot Halloween uh Back to the Future movies he's done like a lot of like just like huge cool. movies um and just has like that really cool look Escape from New York I don't know it's just like the, the look of all that makes it look so iconic isn't quite the right term but it's like it just reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark in a lot of ways where there's just so much good like visual iconography is what I'm trying to say Mm. like it's just like arc in archetypical or whatever it's just like oh yeah Indiana Jones like is the adventurer like this is the like the adventurer story or whatever and then this it just feels like that in the same way here it's just like oh like all these characters like everything that is in this movie helps make the characters look iconic like from their wardrobe to the lighting to like the camera movement the blocking and everything i don't know it's just all so effective it's just like it's it's pretty obvious because it's like well duh spielberg like he's like the best but it's just it's just another like 
Like, you can watch Raiders of the Lost Ark over and over again and still just be like, yeah, the, this, okay. there's a reason why he's like the best in Hollywood for like these huge movies. Well, can we talk about the blocking for the scene that's behind you on your wallpaper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> wounded and is laying on the. Uh, the, the perfection the of that Jeff shot. Where he's playing in recline. Shirtless and repose. Uh, why, why, other than for the the beautiful aspect of, of it. He might have asked for it. <laughs> like asked for a shot, shot like that or something. Cool. Like there might have been a just like I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Or there was a discussion between him and and, and Spielberg or whatever. But I mean, he is kind of like so. One thing I never really understood is like, where are Dr. Grant and uh, Dr. Sattler? Like, are they? They're are, not married, I think. But are they, they together before this? Because even yeah. uh, Grant's like, yeah. oh yeah, we're together. It's just like nothing really indicates that they are, other than that they work together. Well, Lord Dern's talking about having kids, and it's obvious it's a sore point with him. So yeah. it sounds like they're together, but they're not married or engaged. They're just kind of like in a serious yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. And Laura Dern wants to go further, and he doesn't. That that was, that was at least my takeaway. Yeah, because yeah. like Jeff Goldblum's like caressing her hands and everything, and explaining chaos theory, and just like very like and like touches her hair and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, he's charming. Yeah, yeah, and like she's into it and everything. Doctor Grant's just or Alan or whatever is right there, and he's just like not even doing. He just doesn't care. He's <laughs> like, okay. into like void of the space realm. He's yeah, she's into the, she's into the science. Yeah. Of, yeah. Doesn't she's not totally into to Ian, but yeah, yeah. She's like she's like, look at this. He's like, I'm looking at dinosaurs right now. <laughs> well, I mean, even, yeah, just even then, it's like such a good like trifecta because it's there's even the whole conversation between uh, Dr. Grant and Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, are you married? He's like, uh, I was married. Like I've been married three times or whatever. It's just like I'm always looking for the future ex Mrs. Malcolm or whatever. Nailed it. But he, yeah, that's exactly what the line he says, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Look, it's not, I can talk about visuals and stuff. I can't remember any lines for anything. That was good. Good job. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> if you give us enough stars, Tyler will learn a monologue by heart that we're cited on the show. I will use an interactive CD ROM to map out this podcast. Ooh, it even has a CD ROM. Wow. There's some really cool tech innovations uh, in this movie too. But um, I wanted to talk about the cold open because yes. Yes, please. it was amazing. I was just watching this movie again this week and I never realized how like the cold open is just like a whole synopsis of the themes of the movie in yeah. all of two minutes. That nature can't be contained in your tiny little box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your guns and your humanness, mm-hmm. and shooter, shooter. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> but I love how on that scene, also like amazing Spielbergness. Like you don't even see the dinosaur. Yeah. You just it like starts with like the trees and the leaves like rustling, and something's happening, and something big is coming in, and there's mystery and curiosity. It like builds from the first second. You're like, this is exciting. What's going to happen? And then loading team, step away, gatekeeper. And then you see the eye of the Velociraptor. 
It's so cool. Yeah. It's like what a perfect opening scene. I just the whole, the whole, so yeah, like the just the lighting of it, everything with like the big like beam and like beam lighting and atmosphere. There's like yeah. a huge harsh light. Yeah. And stuff like that. And it's just like, yeah, this guy shot Halloween. <laughs> like he can you know, <laughs> like he has a lot of horror experience too. So yeah. it's really cool that it's such a great blend of all of those things. And that big like start searchlight makes you think of like a like, prison lights kind of thing. So yeah. like it kind of just feeds into more like they're in a prison, but you you know can't contain it. <laughs> you're stuck in here with me. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck in here with me, Warshack. <laughs> uh, the uh just the, yeah, the whole beginning of this movie before they get onto the island, I think, feels probably like the most novelistic. It feels it, it almost feels it's like, oh, this is kind of like you know, like Michael Crichton's written a lot of books. Is it Crichton? I always called him Crichton. I think it is Crichton. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's your anyways, podcast. He's one of those writers that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That was good, Nicole. It's your podcast. <laughs> anyways, come back on in 2026. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just has written like so many books. It's like, you know, Dan Brown before Dan Brown or just like kind of Stephen King where he just has written so many kind of like like airport books is kind of uh, reductive. But you know what I mean, though? It's just like there's just so many different kinds of adventure books and stuff like that. And like, yeah. you know, all these different sci-fi concepts and everything. Uh, so it just it feels like kind of one of those books in the beginning of this for, for some reason up until they get on the island. And then it really kind of like widens out to become a lot more than just... I don't know. I guess just because I've seen a lot of like early '90s movie, like sci-fi <laughs> movies and like action movies and stuff like that, it's just like so many just look kind of bad. And it's just like, oh, is this going to be one of them? And it's like, no, this is going to be like thirty times better than like any other movie from that year, just yeah. in terms of how it looks and like the it's actually a well-written script. Yeah, and the themes are so uh, well developed through the characters. And like, there's just so much love and care in this movie. Also, like everything. For for my nickname opener, I really wanted to do the full like Velociraptor monologue that Ian gives, or not Ian, sorry, Grant gives. But I didn't realize how visceral it was until I was listening to it. I'm like he really just goes to town on his kid. How he's gonna get like disemboweled? <laughs> With the giant pants. Yeah. <laughs> like wow. Uh, also, I did. I didn't feel like pausing the movie to write down every line he said. It's a long speech. It is, but the best takeaway is yeah. Like, the best time. part is that you're still alive when they start to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, how is that kid not crying? I'd cry. <laughs> Why was he there? Why was there a child that had <laughs> dick? It's probably one of the archaeologists' dumb kids or something. <laughs> also, I love that they're digging up just a full, perfect shape uh, fossil, like just complete at <laughs> the beginning. It looks yeah. better on camera. I wonder if this like ever happens. Yeah, and then I love like the the recurring instances of Grant's um, inability to handle any sort of technology. <laughs> yeah. I touched it. No such shit. It just betrays him every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, but what scene scared you the most when you were younger watching uh, this movie? 
for me, it was definitely the kitchen. See, I love the sounds the Velociraptors made so much, even when I was little. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. I removed myself from the situation of the children and imposed myself on the raptors instead. Where I was like, ah, the raptors are so cool. I'm the raptor. I'm going to get you, Cage. Exactly. I'm going to get you, which is my demented child mind. Because, you know, watching He-Man, I'm like, how come Skeletor can't win? <laughs> <laughs> like, he loses every time. It's not fair. <laughs> But, you know, um, I guess one of the scariest scenes for me was always when Lord Dern is turning on, like, the electrical thing, the oh. electrical fence, and the kids fell on it. I remember that always stressed yeah. me out to know uh-huh. that. <laughs> she thinks she's she's helping, and she's turning on the fence, but she has no idea that the kid's on it, and she just gets blown to smithereens. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a really good suspenseful. Yeah, yeah. He's human toast. He really is. In my head, I'm like, does he get shocked? I, I was like, I, I think he gets shocked. But I was like, no way. He probably doesn't get shocked. I'm imagining it or something. It's he almost like, dies. Well, it's yeah, like it's a, a joke, lot less too. Of a thing. Like, he's just like, <laughs> it's like a setup on a payoff, you know? It's just like, because yeah. Sam Neill's just like, <laughs> like shaking it. He's like, ha, I just got you guys. Which, like, Sam Neill's such a freak. Like, <laughs> I love him so much as an actor. But it's just like the casting in this movie is just so like it's so good and not what you would like expect it's just like i don't know like we'll talk about jurassic world it's like chris pratt's like he's not he's just like i'm the guy you know i'm yeah. doing the thing it's just like sam Neill is like a freak like he's in a lot of horror movies he yeah. just has like he's such opened a... the pell portal to space event <laughs> <laughs> horizon <Right>. yeah <laughs> um in the mouth of badness which came out after this um uh That's but just like why... Yeah, that's why this movie is so good, too. It's not just focused on, like, blockbuster actors. Yeah, like, Laura Dern, too. It's just, like, I and she's in, been in some big movies before this, but it's, like, I just come to mind as, like, a lot of David Lynch movies and just mm-hmm. uh, just strange stuff. Like, she has a lot of range, too, and she's, like, like, neither of them look kind of... I guess they do in a lot of ways, but they also, like, I don't know. It's not like it's... Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie or something. Yeah, if yeah. You know what I mean, Laura Dern was legit one of my first celebrity crushes. Like I always just think she looks like the bomb. She's amazing. Yeah, and just like so cool and awesome woman. And that's what's so cool about this movie too is the badass women who. It's not like a a movie about like women just being defined by the men they're around. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciated <laughs> that part of this movie. So there could Yeah, be- it's like some of the dialogue is like feels a little dated in that regard where it's just like like this whole thing when John Ham and Dr. Hammond or whatever. Wait, is he a doctor? Have I been calling him Dr. Hammond? I don't know if he is. I don't think he is. He's just John Hammond, yeah. Just a businessman. Yeah. Well, when Hammond's just like, oh, I-, I should go. And she's like, why? And he's like, because, because. And then she's just like, we'll talk about sexism later or something. Yeah. I mean, that is a good scene. <laughs> no but, time for this. <laughs> yeah, I have no time for this. That is actually, that's a really good scene. And, uh, and also when she's like, and women inherit the earth and everything. And it's yeah. just like, and it, it's not so much the line, but how the two men look at her. Or it's just like, this is like the 90s, like feminism line as, a part, <laughs> as opposed to now where it's just kind of like, that line's kind of not necessary. But I mean, that doesn't yeah. really matter. Because I mean, this is a product of, product of its time, so... Mm-hmm. 
it'd be met with less derision, a little more of the of snarky, like, ah, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, I get, they'd be more positive about it than them both like looking at her kind of yeah. like perplexed or something. <laughs> but it's just like it still ultimately is positive and it's mm-hmm. probably inspirational, you know. So yeah. 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 For for then and then the big sister like taking care of her brother and uh I don't know. I always identified with that part because I have a brother. You had to take oh. care of your brother. That you begrudging, <laughs> begrudgingly had to take care of. Begrudgingly. <laughs> but Did you have to the... hack into the system to save Tyler? <laughs> oh, it's a Linux system. I know this. <laughs> well, in the book, it was the opposite. The boy is the older brother. Oh, oh. that's that's better the way they cast it then. Yeah, they yeah. switched it on purpose to have oh, okay. older sister. Um, yeah. But also uh, in the book, Hammond has a baby elephant, or like a no, a pygmy elephant that falls what, in the floor. I, I, I love that. <laughs> That's, That's really good. good. Why didn't they leave that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know. I think it would be really distracting in the yeah. whole movie, like throughout. <laughs> but I would also really like it. I know it just gets followed around. Like they, no one ever mentions it. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about, where it's just like something Michael Crichton would do, like put in a in a book. It's just like this has no place in a movie whatsoever. It's just really distracting and strange. And, and of I course, think my some... tiny elephant ping pong is here. <laughs> it's like Island of Doctor Moreau or something. Uh, I think there's a there's some characters that die. Doesn't Malcolm die in the book too, or something? Like one of the other. You know, this is the stuff I just have done zero research on. Oh. I have a podcast. I'm just becoming more and more uh, self-conscious. Hammond, Hammond dies in the book. Oh. Him and his, I'm pretty sure that it's at the end. I, I only read it once a long time ago. Um, I don't remember who else. I really like that everybody in the core cast escapes. Like, I think it's better that Hammond has to like live with the horror he created. Yeah, like, he has to pay for his mistakes. Yeah, like death is the easy way out. Yeah. And like that, the lawyer is the first one to go. I also love his outfit, his <laughs> yeah. suit shorts. He's <laughs> got like loafers, yeah. So uh, <laughs> his is like the least on. It's like a bit cartoonish. Where it's just like, oh, look at, and honestly, like he he's the first person to die, I think. And uh, he, he, I mean. He only deserves it because he's a lawyer, you know. <laughs> like it's, I mean, he sees the wonder of dinosaurs and recreating life, and his first thought is, "Oh my God!" Everyone he sees, he's like, "We can, tr- we're going to make a goddamn fortune." Is literally the only thing that comes into his mind. Yeah, he is a greedy, slimy dude. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like he's like actually he's he actively <laughs> abandons children. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's like, "Put that away. It's too expensive." It's like, okay, he's like kind of like. He's just an adult. Like he doesn't really do anything super bad. It's more no. so he's just like corrupted by he's corrupted by American capitalism, man. Greed. He's greed. Yeah. He represents that. Yeah, and it's a coupon day. Just yeah, well, oh, a coupon yeah. day. That's pretty condescending. I know. It was funny though. Yeah. <laughs> Hammond laughs. Well, Hammond is the system. <laughs> Hammond is the system. Um, so yeah, he dies, and then I mean Samuel L. Jackson dies really just because they need to kill another person. Mm-hmm. Who I think this is one of the first movies I saw him in, just because yeah. of the time it came out, and uh, yeah, right before Pulp Fiction too. Mm-hmm. Does New- Newman dies right after him? Before. Um, yes, yes. 
which uh speaking of the 90sness of this like it this movie overall really it ages well not just visually and like the cg and everything yeah the character dynamics and everything like you said yeah. it's like yeah it's like the the female roles aren't like reductive like like laura dern is like one of the most important characters in this mm-hmm. like she's equally as important to, as sam neill is up to okay. the point where like she has to go turn on the velociraptor or turn on the Velociraptor machine. What? <laughs> what is it? go turn on the power and the Velociraptor is going after her and Muldoon has to like distract and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then when she meets up with uh, Sam Neill in the, in the, in the uh, planes or whatever, they're just, she's just like, we gotta go or whatever. But they just like meet, they both did their tasks and they meet up. Like they're equally mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Uh, the, but it, just speaking of the 90s-ness of this, like to pick apart anything, in this like movie uh is just uh like dennis nedry where it's just like some of the tropes of him are just like (laughs) oh yeah he deserves to die because he's like slobby and like like heftier you know it's just like adding those things to the character huh he's committing corporate espionage (laughs) no i know but like it's like oh the one like bigger act like the the like bigger character or whatever like uh, yeah and the way he's like they, laying in the ca- in the chair and everything like that like all laid back and yeah, he's they like, play him up as a real disgusto yeah it's yeah. like oh look at this slobby gross person it's just like that's like a more 90s thing that i think wouldn't really uh happen as much anymore yeah Which, uh, he was in it for the money and he was mad at hammond because he didn't get enough money so he did all this stuff to get more money so yeah part of his character record I guess represents the greed but also they just really leaned into that too much yeah yeah he's like i'm gonna go get like a soda and it's like oh everyone believes that because (laughs) well everyone drinks soda yeah that's true that's all i i I drank like three cokes after school every day yeah (laughs) he says it so like nervously and weirdly (laughs) that i'm like how is anybody believing that he's not up to something They're just too naive. They're too blinded by the power. By the power. <laughs> the dinosaur. Of the park. That they've created. Um, what happens to Henry Blue at the end of this? I guess he just makes it onto the ship. I guess, yeah. He's not really ever like seen again until yeah. three World. movies later. <laughs> he shows up, so he got off somehow. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> And I'm evil this time. <laughs> We're back to finish the job. <laughs> Jurassic Park, we tried a new trick. Economics. Okay. I'm quoting Batman Begins. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. T-Rex Begins. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's one scene here. I got to find it in my notes. I'm just remembering now. But I, this is the first time I noticed this is like just the, the aural landscape of, of the scene where just in terms of like, you know, like the background audio, all you hear in the background is like birds and frogs, like uh-huh. birds chirping and, and frogs ribbiting. And it's just like, oh, I never put that together before, but those are the two things that basically are dinosaurs in yep. this situation. Like, because they had to use the frog DNA to make the dinosaurs oh. and to make sure that they didn't like procreate. But then also that's the, that, that's not why they chose the frogs. They used the frog DNA to like make the dinosaurs, but then yeah. they didn't realize that frogs are like from can reproduce like without they can change sex if needed what's it yeah, called dimorphic or something i don't yeah, know is what there's some there's some fish that can do that too yeah so anyways well, didn't that's realize a, that. that was a good observation i never caught that before Me neither. thank you it's my podcast 
Um, yeah, it just it's just one of those small things in the background. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Just yeah, that um, attention to detail and everything. So good. But I really love, um, speaking of the 90s of it, the scene when uh, Dr. Grant's trying to rescue Timmy out of the Jeep that's in the tree. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm like, that's one of my favorite <laughs> visuals in the movie. It's so 90s set. Like it looks like something out of the Goonies or um, the out of Hook. It all looks like it was made in the same soundstage. <laughs> like that big fake rubbery tree, and, yeah. but it's so great. Yeah, I thought the tree looked, I was like, wow, that's a huge prop. And I just appreciated how big the tree prop was, I guess, that yeah. I didn't even think about how it was fake. <laughs> I just always thought that was so cool. Like the Jeep stuck in a tree. I'm like, that is just so cool to me for yeah. whatever reason. And very. And then they run all the way down and it's got that awesome, like suspenseful music and it's scary. And then they make it and we're back in the I mean, car I, again. Yeah, I really couldn't tell. Like I even rewound it a couple of times when the car falls off onto like onto the concrete bank or whatever. And they have to like swing back and forth to avoid it. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. there's kind of like no way even with stunt people that that's like a real car. Cause it's really close. Yeah. And I'm just like, maybe it was, but I also, I would believe if it was like <laughs> just really good CG, I don't, I, mm. I still don't know, but it's just like, it's, it's just a really good, there's just a lot of great stunt work in this movie yeah. about like dinosaurs and stuff like. Yeah. And that they didn't do oh, CGI it. That's my beef with the new movies. It's like, it just, I don't know. I think it takes away some of the magic and wonder that you see in this one. Yeah, I mean, there is like a lot of CG in this movie and it's really like cutting edge, you know, like a lot of the dinosaurs are, but they meld it with practical like, yeah. giant uh, animatronics and stuff. It looks so good. Still. Yeah. So it's really like the blending of those two things and then shooting yeah. it at night with rain and stuff really helps cover stuff up too. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, again, we'll talk about it later, but it's like stuff like Jurassic World where it's like, I think most of the dinosaurs by far are CG and they shoot it like during the day and it just doesn't look as good as like this movie which came out 15 years before it you know yeah it's masterpiece you should say yes you know speaking <laughs> of modern day CGI apparently um I learned that the water even in the avatar trailer thing is CGI and I was like wow did not know that that's pretty crazy in yeah avatar? yeah the new avatar movie oh, we jumped to avatar. oh there's a trailer yeah. Oh my god. And even the water in it is CGI and I was like, "Oh. That's intense because it looked real." I was like, "Wow." Yeah. He, they spent time on this for a reason. <laughs> we'll really talk good. about it when we cover the movie, but yeah. they anyway. shot a lot of underwater stuff. Oh. Yeah, just all the like the velociraptor sound especially is so good yeah. and iconic. Oh, yeah. oh um, so good. Scary. <laughs> thinking of like okay. the T-Rex sounds and seeing what it's like broken down to it's like a seal and a lion mm. and like a alligator Ele growl <laughs> an oh an elephant too yeah uh, and, and then uh, when it when it exhales it's a whale blowhole oh, oh. but it's like when once you cool. hear what those are you can kind of dissect them and be like oh i do hear all these animals in it you but hear the, the i hear the elephant quite a bit yeah it's like the the Godzilla's are... roar is like an elephant too right oh, oh. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's but one of the animals in it. 
did they invent the velociraptor i don't know the story behind that sound i guess i should have done a lot more research for the jurassic park episode uh, next time <laughs> next time we cover it you well, know yeah, next, how, e- next episode we can touch on it you know how they made the the water tremors with the you know the cup water yeah yeah it's just he the the sound effect guy was playing around with his guitar randomly and it's just like a guitar string a certain note <laughs> on the guitar like really deep bass or something like that Ooh. and it made it happen he like tried everything and he couldn't make it work and then it was just this guitar string the brown note the brown note the brown note it's it's this basically this note that's so low supposedly it makes you poop yourself <laughs> yeah have you ever heard like a really bassy music and you're like i have to poop more now to me. oh i just thought it was something i ate okay <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh i'll think about that next time yeah, I know. The U.S. military is trying to protect, perfect it for years. Yeah. <laughs> Brown note. <laughs> Everyone in this movie is wearing shorts, and it's good. Not yeah. gold bloom. Oh, you're right. But yeah. it's like uh, everybody else has shorts. On, I just was thinking about like, what if there's ticks on that island? Like, Muldoon. historic ticks on that island. <laughs> yeah, giant ones. I love Muldoon's shorts. They are too high. Plus, <laughs> he like puts his legs up on things all the time yeah. so he's like flexing, <laughs> yeah, flexing. Uh-huh. great so stuff with Hammond in that like inter- that, that room where he's trying to pitch everything he's just like why is everyone upset like if, if I uh, brought condors back instead like everyone would like this is such a bigger scale it's the same thing though and it's more amazing yeah. it's just like why didn't you just like bring condors back yeah why don't you bring a bunch of nice endangered animals back huh <laughs> still make good money but the thing is he just is like so enamored by the idea of like dinosaurs it's amazing yeah one of my that scene also sparked for me is like did i love this movie because or did this make me this movie make me love like ecology and environmental policy because that's what i work in now (laughs) like what came first (laughs) the movie or my interest but (laughs) i think that's also why i am I love this movie so much. I'm so tied to like the, the overarching like takeaways and the ethic here. It's like that man can't control um, nature or other creatures. Or Isn't, there's some line that Jeff Goldblum says to him. It's something along the lines of like him saying like you didn't earn it. Like this is like yeah, you do anything about it. You just skipped a bunch of steps and now you're here off other people's work. And I was like, ooh, that that's a yeah. brutal punch. Yeah, you didn't didn't earn it or take the steps early think if you should you only thought if you could there it is that's the line (laughs) yeah it's almost like they should have had a more direct scene with dr Wu and the other scientists or something where they'd be like you guys just ignored all the rules of science to do this but i guess they're just doing it to hammond yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) he's just the ceo we should do it they should investigate the science more, but just all the things, the adventure, the music, the, the, the screaming. There's a lot the of really solidity. good screaming. Yeah. Laura screaming so good in this too. <laughs> she has a good scream. Oh, and awesome. Lex. Yeah. Yeah, and Lex. When she's going like this, under the, she's trying to hold the, the moon roof up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then when Laura Dern is in the backseat of the Jeep, and they're running away from the 
What about she's, when like the severed arm screaming. is on her shoulder and she's like, ah! <laughs> she's just screaming in the Jeep. She just keeps on going, shit, shit. And I'm like, this is so good. <laughs> I thought, she, I always thought she was screaming shift. Like, oh. shift. Yeah, shift the gear. Yeah, she, she's saying shift. It's a PG movie. She's not screaming shit. Oh, but she is. That's I was what my subtitle said. Yeah, the subtitle, oh, really? the subtitle say shit. Wow, okay. <laughs> she's just screaming, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would be screaming. If yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> it's, also, she it's a PG-13 movie, Connery. Oh, okay. This would be way too more this isn't like the 1970s or where <laughs> Temple of so. Doom was one of the first PG-13 movies. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Lex has a really good scream, which she constantly uses. And but it's really like great that she does the jello jiggle instead of another scream. Because it's just <laughs> like she's so jello terrified jello. that it's just like, ooh, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's a good change up to keep it fresh, you know. It's nice. an iconic moment. I used to do that with my friends at like the cafeteria <laughs> in college. We get jello. We try to eat. That being all shaky, it's so much fun. Yeah, really good, iconic takeaways. I would definitely be the person screaming though at Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, <laughs> everyone there. I'd be like, ah! Wouldn't like anything happen. Yeah. I'd be having a full blown mental breakdown. Like, well, this is it. We're gonna die on the island. It might be more just like intense resignation from me. Like, well, we're dead. This is it. It's all over. You just become perfectly zen, and you just like start punching di- velociraptors and everything, <laughs> and de- deflecting all their blows. Still just feeling totally hopeless. Like, nope, we're gonna die. You're like, you're doing really good, calling. No one's gonna get <laughs> She's me. Like dodging all of their attacks. <laughs> it's like perfect dance. I'd just be hiding in the oven. That's smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh they- yeah, that's that part where the Velociraptor is running straight at at uh at Lex, but it's just the reflection. The part's so, so good. good, so good, always. So good. And the very end when they're they're seeming like uh, it's the end. We're trapped by these Velociraptors. They're in the lobby after they you know escaped from the kitchen. They think like this is the end for our characters, and then the T Rex comes in and saves the day. Yeah, yeah just Tina all that T-Rex. that whole escape, and then like this the stunt work and everything, and like in the special the special effects work and everything of them going onto the big dinosaur bones. Yeah, and then it splintering mm-hmm. off perfectly, but it I still know. doesn't look cheesy at the same time. Like it's so just, like good. oh, it's so perfectly <laughs> structured in the frame, but it doesn't look like it's uh, like it's obviously a cinematic technique to make it look cool and everything it's not natural in any way but it's still really effective and just like wow this is a movie that i'm watching this is amazing (laughs) i'm so entertained right now (laughs) yeah and then like the banner falls over the t-rex when dinosaurs rule the world (laughs) then they they truly are helpless and just are yeah it just takes another dinosaur to help them and it has nothing to do with actually caring about them yeah (laughs) like i'll eat you too get back here yeah how do yeah also that part and then they escape on the helicopter and then they see ah pelicans birds i'm comfortable with yeah exactly it's such a great like return to normality yeah Uh, (laughs) i got the ending of this one i feel like confused with a either lost world or jurassic park three where uh, the pterodactyls are flying yeah. with them or something like that. I, yeah, think I think everyone does. I think that's Lost World, right? 
I, possibly. I, I can't remember. Yeah, because it's like it's one of them, definitely. Yeah. I think uh, it is. I remember that movie better than three. Yeah, but I, I love so much uh, that this movie doesn't end like that because that would mm-hmm. be such like a franchise thing being like, wait for the next one. They're not <laughs> gone yet. But it's like, it's I love like, how no, like one. <laughs> this is perfect for the story where it's just like, ah, oh, these giant pelicans. I know them. Yeah. They're not dinosaurs. I'm going back. Yeah. They're flying back to the natural world before uh, humans tried to bring dinosaurs back. Like we're, <laughs> we're safe finally. You know? We can it's like this is nature what you made is abominable and will hopefully stay confined (laughs) to this island Mm. nah just make this way to san diego (laughs) and then a a mansion in uh central california which is still the sickest shit i will stand by that that's awesome (laughs) the san diego or the 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 mansion the mansion dinosaur auction i think is one of the most fun things to happen That was the most ridiculous scene. <laughs> I hated it. I was so mad. <laughs> it like, turns like a gothic horror with like the Indominus Rex like skulking through the mansion. Like that's great. Oh, oh, God, that Indoraptor Connery. The Indoraptor. I'm sorry. <sighs> For the next uh, the, <laughs> Triceratops, two dollars. Can I get two dollars, please? <laughs> yeah, they're just underbidding all the dinosaurs. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, so good. Uh, what's what else can we? And should we talk about? Never well, thought about if we should. Um, I wanted to tell people and, and just ruin the beach for them. Every time you go and you see pelicans flying by, weenie, 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 weenie. So just sing that to yourself. They do move in herds. <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about that scene. It's just like probably. Probably the most iconic scene. Yeah. Where well, that herd's coming right towards us. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I guess I got the line wrong in the wrong spot. <laughs> no, 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 they say they do move in herds. It's the beginning. It's the first time that they see the dinosaurs when they're just getting onto the island. And Dr. Sattler's looking at this leaf, just like, this shouldn't be here. This has been extinct for blah blah blah. And then yeah. and then they turn the corner and then there's a big old brachiosaur walking. Yeah. And then Dr. Grant like rips off his glasses and his hat and gets out of the Jeep and turns Ellie's head to look over at the dinosaur. And then yeah. she just like rips her glasses off and is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that brachiosaurus like stands up on its hind legs yeah. to reach them. Like that yeah. is it's just so beautiful and cool. Yeah. And yeah, then he like doubles, really he doubles over after he hears that there's a T-Rex and he's just like a gonna like pass out or like throw up hey this is too much (laughs) yeah he i just like his character more and more like yeah after i've seen it having seen it uh not having not seen it for so long um yeah because he is just a weirdo (laughs) he hates kids uh which doesn't make you a weirdo and i honestly appreciate that that's like a something that's explored in this movie like i don't know there's not a lot of movies that really go into that especially blockbuster movies i think or when they yeah. do it's a lot more cheesy mm-hmm. it's like it's about family but like something like the babadook which is basically about how a mom that like doesn't want to be a mom and i think just exploring that theme is very yeah. cool and interesting mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah this ends in a very you know four quadrant way or it's just like oh i will i do like kids now yeah. and everything but it is like a 
it, it's really fun seeing him transform because it's like kind of like as a functioning member of society he needs to change a little bit just because he like really doesn't like you can't bully a nine-year-old in public <laughs> yeah just even the scene where he's like he he gets in the car and then the and then the the little boy gets in next to him he's like i read your book and like is talking to him and then sam neil just like gets out of the car <laughs> and the kid follows him i'm like that is so like that's so cold it's so funny but like messed up no <laughs> i don't see if, if like a little kid was talking to me about like whatever research i had done or whatever i had done like with I my career yeah. Well, I'd be like, don't listen to that. But if it was like, oh, like I really like this thing that you made or whatever, I would just yeah. be like, be like, wow, that's really cool that I'm like inspiring some kid. But like, yeah. Sam Neil's just like, I can't deal with this. I don't like this kid. I hate kids. Kid with a stupid bandana around your neck. <laughs> Only I can wear bandanas. He's just, yeah. he's just Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was Harrison Ford. There. <laughs> What if that movie was with Harrison Ford? He would have been more of the Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. He's more I of don't a think rock be, star. He, he wouldn't be manic enough to be Neil, though, I feel Yeah, like. he can't be in here. That's, yeah, that's why Sam Neill is so perfect in this movie. Yeah. And I always wondered why he wasn't in more big movies after this. And it's just like, oh, okay, now that I'm older and like looking at his filmography and everything, like it makes more sense that the career he's done. But it's just like I knew him first from this. So I always thought he would be in more like blockbuster movies and stuff. But he's an indie darling. Indie horror. Indie horror darling. <laughs> well, he's in the newest one that's coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so is Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. I know. Like, I have to see it because of that. You have to watch Chris Pratt punch oh. a feathered raptor in the face. And well, I, I, I don't have know. Feathers. Yeah, there's a Utah raptor in this one. Or the oh. new one. Oh, yeah. Tyler, I think you, I think we saw the most recent one, the one with the, the auction. Yeah. We saw that when you lived in Monterey Park and we went to that theater and <laughs> Nate had that giant beard that he was growing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like the last, so that was probably like four years ago when that came out. Yeah, 2018. Wow. Wow. So it's been a long time since this. Yeah, death. you know, pandemic and all that. <laughs> yeah. Also, they could just stop. <laughs> also, they well, could stop. See, the thing is, like, in the trailers for this, it's like the Jurassic era comes to an end. And I'm like, ooh, that's such a good trailer thing to put in because it's like, oh, that doesn't mean the franchise is over. They could do Cretaceous Park after park. this. Flintstones Park. <laughs> you yes. cloned a bunch of cavemen. No, Dabba they just... Dabba don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna do a Fast and the Furious crossover. <laughs> but they all have to they all have to drive their cars with their feet. <laughs> yeah, it's called Wacky Races. I can't wait for a live action wacky races movie. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Um, Okay, last thing I want to say is I think the Gallimimus scene is underrated just because there's so many good scenes in this movie, but like <laughs> the whole herd of them running after, they're like, oh, that's incredible. It's as if they're running away from a predator. And then they're like, uh, we gotta go. And then uh, just all the trees moving and stuff. They're flocking this way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's the line. They're flocking right towards us. <laughs> uh, and then they hide behind the log and then they get to watch nature, the T-Rex. Yeah, and Sam Neill's really it. into it. Yeah. yeah. And, so it's, and so it's Timmy. That you'll never look at 
birds the same way. Yeah, that's the thing we're talking about. He's like, he's creepy. Like he's like trying to scare this kid. Yeah, that's what he likes. He thinks it's funny, but he's fun too. Yeah, and just uh, there's a line. Uh, and maybe huh? maybe that line he says is kind of indicative of how he's looking at the pelican in the end of the movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Just like this you never is look dinosaur. at. Yeah, never look at pelicans the same way again, will you? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and um, there's the line too when the brachiosaurs like come and like sneeze on Lex and everything, <laughs> which is just great and disgusting. Like I was like, oh man, that's really cool that she committed to that. I don't know because it's really nasty. <laughs> yeah, Nolan. I was gonna. That was my second name. I was gonna do Nicole Dothinkisaurus Rex. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like clever girl I actually have that patch on my backpack Tyler got me a clever girl oh, yeah. patch in, uh-huh. in Ireland I or- think so yeah <laughs> no it was in Edinburgh oh in Scotland okay most random oh, wow. of places for a dress <laughs> um oh the line I was gonna say is when when uh yeah the brachiosaurus come up and Lex is like freaked out he's like oh they they're just herbivores they don't eat like they only eat uh plants plants and veggies i was gonna say veggies veggies sorry make an exception for you veggiesaurus lexi yeah that was a good stinker line <laughs> little brother stinker. <laughs> but he says like oh they just eat plants no she's just worried that she's that those dinosaurs are like the other ones and he's just uh-huh. like oh these are herbivores the other ones just do what they do and i like that a lot like that he's talking about the carnivores like t-rexes and velociraptors and stuff like he still respects them and he's not like oh like they have to be killed and stuff like that. It's like, no, he's a scientist. And he's like, they just, they're just animals and they do what they do. And I'm like, oh, I like that perspective a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never really do anything to make it like a straight on horror movie with, but there yeah. is horror elements. You know? They're not monsters, right? but the conflict is with the human versus trying to control nature. Mm-hmm. So, There's a real monster. Yeah. What makes a monster and what makes a man? <laughs> I mean... T-Rex have two arms. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Does anybody have any last thoughts on Jurassic Park? Weenie, weenie. I am excited that we're doing this series. I feel like we're on a hot streak of doing some really fun series. So I just want to say, Tyler, I'm glad we're doing Jurassic Park. We're hot off the, hot off the prequels because it's good shit. All of it. Yeah, I'm glad that we're doing these big blockbusters coming up this summer and just did some Star Wars stuff. Always great because I was on a podcast recently and when I plugged my uh, our podcast, I was like, yeah, we covered 50 Shades of Grey. And one of the co-hosts <laughs> said, why? <laughs> we said, why not? And I'm just like, yeah, maybe we do need to cover things that people do watch. Yeah. It was our Valentine's Day episode that went on for too long. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. Just stay no tuned, everybody. Vision. We're doing Lost World next week. Any final thoughts, anybody? Nicole? I can't think of the perfect last thing to say because it's just too good of a movie. There isn't one quote that sums it all up. I just, thank you, Jurassic Park. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. See, that's sweet. (laughs) Tyler, what about you? Can you top that? Uh, (laughs) I live for Laura Dern escaping from a velociraptor, shutting a chain link fence and going, God damn. (laughs) 
Connor, you have a last. Where's your soundbite? What's your what's your back of the box VHS box review? Come on. Oh, my VHS box review. Okay. When Is the dinosaur stood up, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful motion picture. Five stars. I screamed with delight. I screamed with the raptors. I am one with the raptors. I have shed my human skin for scales and feathers, and I hunt with them tonight. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's it. I would really like to see that on the back of a VHS. Yeah, just like the whole thing, and it just like draws on. There's a bunch of dot dot dots in there. He's <laughs> coming up with it on the spot, and just gets weirder and weirder. I need somebody to draw Connery as a velociraptor now. Oh, put that on the cover of this episode. Oh yeah, there you go, Tom. You can put my head in a velociraptor. <laughs> can I be Lex? Yes. Because oh. as we all know from the iconic Jurassic Park poster, it's just Lex <laughs> smiling. <laughs> a velociraptor. How are you going to do this cover? There's no characters on the front of it. I'll turn yeah. you into Lex and Connery into a velociraptor. Cool. Okay. We'll just be like on the side like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. What are you be, gonna be? I'll be Dino DNA. Oh, oh cool! About that, that Looney Tunes Animaniacs cartoon. Still, that that part was good. <laughs> it was fun. Very good. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's our episode on Jurassic Park. Good movie. <laughs> dare I say, great movie? I do dare great. say. Yeah. Fantastic movie. One of the best movies of all time. Great movie or greatest movie? There you Ooh. go. Hmm. <laughs> well nicole thank you for joining us once again go back and listen to our the santa claus episode of nicole too everybody yeah <laughs> that's a good one too listen, listen in get your holiday spirit up christmas in <laughs> june christmas in june in june lie june lie um do you have anything to plug before we go no just watch that santa claus episode like and subscribe leave us a review yeah <laughs> yeah I thought you're not going to plug like, hey, the environment. <laughs> Don't make dinosaurs. Jurassic Park taught us anything. <laughs> Man it's... is not in control of nature. We are of it. So mm. take your dinosaur to work day. Connor, what do you have to plug? <laughs> <laughs> take your dinosaur to work. Well, me along with my tiny elephant. Um, if you enjoy... Oh my god, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You'll probably enjoy Starship and Paul. It's an actually role-playing game podcast for me and four other amazing friends play the Starfinder game. You can find it on Apple Podcast apps or on SoundCloud. 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour, but not as many episodes as this show. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Devour like a T-Rex devours a Gallimimus. <laughs> hey, follow me on uh, Instagram at Vice. I've been putting up photo shoots. Why did I say it like that? Photo <laughs> shoots. What, what's that's wrong you, with me? That's you tumbling down the hill. Photo yeah. <laughs> I was, I think, <laughs> so speaking of Laura Dern just being like, shit. I was falling down. I was like, oh shit, god damn, fuck. <laughs> just like rolling down the hill. It didn't even hurt that bad, but I was just like, oh. Uh, yeah, follow us on Franchise Pod and all social medias, but most importantly, subscribe to our show so you get all the new episodes. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It'll also help us to grow the show. We've been sitting at the same amount of ratings for a while. Please, I know that we have more people listening than we have ratings. Come on, yeah. just do it. Just do it. 
coward. Just give it a chance. Just clone the dinosaurs. You fucking coward. <laughs> Who do you think would win, Jurassic Park or Django Fett? <laughs> At what? <laughs> fighting. At fighting. <laughs> I, I think the T-Rex would get him, honestly. Yeah. Mace Windu didn't find him that difficult. Hey, Mace Windu's in this movie. Yeah. Oh, hold on to your butts. Until next time, are these characters auto-erotica? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I wrote that down. That was one of my things. That's the one I'm keeping. That's the one. Goodbye, everybody.